Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Mason Talk Sports Podcast, a show where I discuss trending topics in the world of Cleveland sports. Today is Monday, October 15th, 2018, and it is not a victory Monday. Last week, we got a victory Monday, finally, first in like forever. Today, not as happy. Uh, The Browns yesterday lost to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. It was not a good game. In any, uh, it's not a good game in any way for the Browns. Uh, very ugly, very ugly loss. Uh, 38 to 14. And I don't feel good <laughs> about the Browns today. I definitely don't feel good. Uh, it, it, it was a, con- a very concerning loss. Very depressing loss. Like, by the, I really stopped caring at the beginning of the third quarter, like, most of the Browns game, like, the one thing that's been good about the Browns this year is they've been competitive, they've been in every game, and, like, you care, I just didn't care, like, halfway through the third quarter, I was, I mean, I was done with the game, like, I just didn't care, you knew the Browns were gonna lose, they showed up with no effort, uh, no, no, you know, no heart, they didn't seem to care whatsoever, I mean, losing to the Chargers, that's not the part I'm concerned about, I'm not, like, the Chargers are an incredibly very good football team. The Chargers are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I mean, they very well could be 6-0 right now. Like, if you look at the teams, they, they were, they, they, right now they're 4-2, four and, uh, four and two, but they've only lost twice, and those two losses were to the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, they very well could be undefeated right now. They are a legitimate contender, so I don't blame the Browns for losing to, de- to them. But I blame the Browns for the way that they lost to the Chargers. I mean, a loss is a loss no matter what, but there definitely are losses that are worse than other losses. And this was one of those losses that was just terrible. The Browns came out with no heart, no will to win, it seemed like. It it seemed like we didn't care. Like, it seemed like the Browns didn't care. You win, you win one game against a division rival, you know, you beat the, you beat the Ravens, and you're like, we're the, you know, we're back, Browns are back, all cocky, they're talking about Victory Monday, Snoop Dogg's in the facility, (laughs) like, you literally brought Snoop Dogg in, and then you come out and lay an egg against the Chargers, that can't happen, you can't get full of yourself after one victory, and then come out and show no effort against the Chargers, no effort on defense, the Chargers ran all over all over us. Melvin Gordon. It seemed like the Chargers ran one or two run play. Like they ran two run plays. They either gave it to Melvin Gordon right up the middle, we couldn't tackle him, or they ran like a sweep or a double uh, or a double reverse, which we also couldn't stop. They literally ran like two two different run plays, and we couldn't stop either of them. The vaunted Browns defense got destroyed by the Chargers run game. Uh, the receivers. The receivers are another thing that was, you know, concerning. Uh, not not very much effort from the receivers. Like, Baker Mayfield, Baker struggled, which was expected because he's a rookie. 22 for 46. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of incompletions. He took some sacks. And people were very critical of Baker Mayfield after the game. But, you know, most of it really wasn't his fault. I mean, if you look at the receivers, the receivers, we came into this game with a very banged-up receiver group. Uh, uh, Richard Higgins, who's been one of our top receivers this year, he was out for the game. Derek Willies was ruled out for the game on, like, Saturday. That 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 really shows how bad our receiver room is when we lose Derek Willies and we're all like, dang it, we needed him to play. Like, literally, losing Derek Willies was a big loss for us. 
But those two didn't play. And uh, then we, uh, so we came into the game with four receivers, and those four receivers were Jarvis Landry, uh, Antonio Callaway, Damian Ratley, and Rod Streeter. And then on like the first punt of the game, Rod Streeter got injured. So then we were down to like three receivers, and uh, none of them did well. Like none, none of our receivers did well whatsoever. They couldn't get off the line, couldn't get open for Baker. Couldn't catch the football when they were open. Like, Antonio Callaway, we all like to talk about the speed. Like, there's a lot of potential with Callaway. Uh, he's got the speed. He's got the, you know, he, he can really burn you. He can't be a deep threat if he can't catch the football. Like, I mean, we just can't. He, he couldn't catch the ball. Damian Ratley couldn't catch the ball. Uh, Jarvis Landry, there were even times when he couldn't catch the ball. Like, we're paying you freaking, like, $20 million per year. You got to catch the football, Jarvis. Come on, man. Uh, they just couldn't catch the football. So that's, that's something that I am concerned about is the fact that none of our receivers know how to catch. We got to get somebody in here who knows how to catch. That's the one glaring hole on our roster is receiver. We can't catch footballs. Like right now, I, I kind of, I'm kind of sad we don't have Josh Gordon because he, at least when he was open, knew how to catch a football. So like, you know, that, that's one thing that John Dorsey needs to focus on is getting in receivers who can catch. Like right now, our best receiver, and I don't even think it's debatable, our best receiver, our most reliable receiver is Duke Johnson, who's not even a receiver. Like, if you, if you were, if, if there was a gun to my head and you were like, one Browns receiver has to catch a football, I would, I would put Duke Johnson out there because at least we know he knows how to catch. Like, I honestly don't know if, if Antonio Callaway, Damian Ratley, I don't know if they know how to catch footballs. Jarvis Landry, he he can catch it, but there are times where he kind of gets ahead of himself. Like he'll he'll start to run before he catches, and then he drops it. So just the receiving group, the receiving room has been frustrating. We need to get better receivers. Brashard Perryman, he'll be in. He'll be playing next week, possibly. I think I think he's playing next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So hopefully, bringing in a receiver like him will give us a fresh look. Uh, maybe he'll be able to catch the football. Uh, one thing that I have been kind of thinking about a little bit this week is Des Bryant. Now I know, I know, I know Des Bryant passed his prime, a lot of drama with him. He's old. He won't be able to get off the line as well, but at least, you know, that he knows how to catch a football. Like I know that bringing in Des Bryant, he's not going to be the old Des Bryant, but we know that you can at least rely on him to catch the ball. Like we know that that'll happen. We know he can catch the ball, but you know, I'm I'm not saying that the Browns got to bring in Dez, but like you got to get a receiver. You got to bring in somebody whether it be through free agency or trade. You got to get somebody who can catch the football. Like for 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 us like it's costing us games. Like Antonio Callaway, Damian Ratley, they both had opportunities to uh make it a close game, but they dropped the ball in the end zone. So just, you know, it it's frustrating to have receivers who can't catch so that's something we got to do for the sake of Baker Mayfield, uh, get us some wide receivers. And uh, so, yeah, that's another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was the criticism of Baker Mayfield, because I expected it. I honestly did expect it to happen. Uh, Baker, we all knew what uh, I well, at least I knew what the season was going to be like for Baker. We we're going to have a lot of ups and then we're also going to have some downs because he is a rookie quarterback. But I saw a surprising 
amount of negativity towards Baker because of the struggles that he had for this game. Once again, he was uh, 22 for 46, 238 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He struggled. Baker did struggle. That was evident. He struggled. We, I knew he was going to struggle. Like, he's a rookie quarterback. You play the rookie so he can have these struggles and so he can learn from them. Like, that's the best way to learn is to have these struggles and to learn how to avoid them in the future. But, you know, people people were kind of piling on Baker, like, oh, Baker, you got to, you know, he we all, people were, you know, talking about, like, oh, Baker, it was his fault, whatever. He's got to get the ball out quicker. I agree that Baker needs to get the ball out quicker to avoid these sacks, but, like, you're not able to get the ball out quicker if your receivers aren't open. So, like, it, it really all, for me, winds back to the receivers. Like, all of our offensive struggles goes back to the fact that we have no wide receivers that can get open, and then when they are open, you can't rely on them to catch. So, I'm not going to pin it all on Baker. I don't think all of it's his fault. Like, I would, I honestly would say that 90% of the incompletions, 90% of the, uh, 90% of Baker's struggles, maybe not 90%, like 70% of Baker's struggles weren't his fault. I mean, you've got some holes in the offensive line still. You have holes in the receiving core. Your running game's been inconsistent. You have a very dumb coaching staff. And, uh, like, I I just don't think that it's Baker's fault. And I don't think we should just be blaming him all of a sudden, like, throwing Baker under the bus. And then the worst thing, the worst thing that could have happened was that Sam Darnold had a good week. Like, Sam Darnold, we seem to forget that Sam Darnold had, he had one good game, which was on Monday Night Football. And then he struggled because he's a rookie. Uh, every game basically up until today where he had a very good game and he led the Jets to a win over the Colts and everybody's like, oh, we whiffed, we whiffed. Sam Darnold's the greatest quarterback ever. We should have drafted him. Like, I real, like for real, I heard on some post-game shows, because I like to kind of rotate through the post-game shows and get the different opinions and everything. I honestly heard a post-game show for the Browns saying that he was he was back on the Darnold bandwagon after one game. After one game, he was like, man, I knew we should have taken Darnold. No, I still think Baker's the best quarterback of this draft. Like, we need to chill out with the whole Baker's the the reason we're losing thing. Like, I, I know that it's a, a minority blaming Baker Mayfield, and I know there are smarter fans saying that it's not his fault because it's not his fault. But uh, for the people who are blaming Baker and saying we should have taken Darnold, that's dumb, and you shouldn't think that. Uh, but so, yeah, Browns came out ill-prepared yesterday. Uh, they had a very lazy offense. Uh, the defense also, they just, they they just came out like the chargers, the chargers came out and they knew they needed to win this game. They knew they couldn't lose and they didn't. The Browns came out in this game and they just didn't seem to care. Like it didn't even seem like they wanted to win. They just didn't show any effort, no heart. And that has to go on Hugh Jackson. That has to go on Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley, uh, Greg Williams, the whole coaching staff. It's it, there's no one to blame but them. If your team comes out and they're not prepared and they're not ready to play and they they don't seem to you know they don't seem to know what the Chargers are going to be doing offensively, that's the coaching staff's fault. And you know everybody's calling for Hugh Jackson to be fired, and I can understand that. I do think he should be fired eventually, but I don't think it should be right now. Uh, I think that if you're going to fire Hugh, you either had to do it at the beginning of the season, before the season even started, or you need to do it at the bye week so you have some time to, you know, get Todd Haley ready to be the head coach of the Browns. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't feel hopeful at all about Hugh Jackson. Like I I really really don't think he's gonna be the coach much longer because he just doesn't seem to be able. I mean, everybody says he's a players' coach. Players love him. It didn't seem like the players wanted to win for Hugh yesterday. So I just I just don't think Hugh Jackson's gonna be able to be the head coach of the Browns. Like I just don't think he's he's a good head coach. He didn't seem to get him prepared. Uh, he 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 didn't have him ready yesterday. They weren't ready to play, and. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's whatever. We play the, uh, <laughs> we play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week, and that's, that's not a must-win game, obviously, but if you lose that game against the, the Buccaneers, who are not that good, then there's a lot of reason to be concerned about Hugh Jackson and about the rest of the coaching staff, because the Buccaneers, that's a, that's a winnable game. You should be able to beat them. You have a really good defense. You have a really, a, a solid, at best, offense. You should be able to beat the Buccaneers, and uh, if they can't, then I then I'll be very concerned about Hugh Jackson. But uh, so yeah, ugly game for the Browns. The officiating was not good. Uh, they had that one blatant false start that they did not call against the Chargers. That was really dumb. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't I don't want to complain too much about the officiating because like the officials didn't score thirty eight points on you. But uh, they definitely do seem to be biased against the Browns. And I'm not sure why. I mean, nobody likes the Los Angeles Chargers. Not even the Chargers fans. Like, there's like three Chargers fans in the world. Why are you, you know, being biased to them? It just doesn't make sense for me. But, uh, yeah, so going into next week, uh, they got to look to do something with the receivers. Like, hopefully Rashard Higgins' knee is not as bad as it, it, it might be. Like, hopefully he'll be back within the next few weeks. And uh, hopefully someday Antonio Callaway will learn to catch the football. But uh, yeah, so the Cleveland Browns lost in an embarrassing game, 38-14. to They are now 2-3-1. and Thanks for listening to the Mason Talk Sports Show, and I will see you in my next episode. Goodbye.